and a huge part of our ministry, and uh, we're excited about her being involved. Hey, do you need your phone? I don't know where you went here. It starts, some, somebody starts blowing it up. I don't want to have to text back for you. I would, but I, I'd rather not. Um, so, anyways, so how many marrieds do we have? Married couples do we have? So almost half, almost 50%. And then if you're single, single, any singles in the house? Anybody dating? Anybody in relationship? Pretty serious relationships? None? Hopefully, how many of you hoping and praying for for the right one? <laughs> awesome. Well, I appreciate brother uh, brother Drew and his wife and brother brother Clinton. I know you guys, you and your wife, had a, a lot to do with putting this weekend together, making it happen, and we certainly appreciate the invitation to be with you guys. It's an honor, and I'm just wow. I'm looking across this room and. Um, I, I walked in and I told Brother Ethan, I said, it, it does not seem right that you should be a grown man. I remember him dancing in the, in the sanctuary and I was, I was preaching uh, just a few years ago, it seemed like. That wasn't a few years ago. Uh, that's, that's been quite a while. So we're just going to have fun, okay? I'm, tonight is, is we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit here at the beginning and then uh, it, it will be more of a devotion style and then my wife uh, in the morning is going to speak and and we're really excited about that and uh, we've got some people joining with us on the panel in the morning and and, and really really looking forward to that. How many of you have ever uh, just just been hungry for God to open up uh, your future to you and give you some specific direction? I think I think we've all been there um, and we will all be there again, and that is that is a constant uh, battle and struggle that we all face because seasons change, right? And and thank God because I don't want to be in the valley all the time. <laughs> I want to know what the mountaintop feels like, and so it's it's an awesome thing to walk with God through every season that life presents. And what I have learned is that this is an awesome life, and you might as well embrace it. You only get one shot at this, and so embrace it and enjoy it. If, if, you're, if you're just graduating high school and entering the college season, I know you've got a lot of anxiety about uh, you know, enrolling in college and maybe you're a freshman or whatever. Maybe semester tests are coming up, but don't be overwhelmed. Embrace the moment and live it. I, this may sound crazy, and I'm sorry to, to reference a, a football coach, but I was listening, and, and many of you guys probably, and some of you ladies, if you're into football, you maybe listened to Chad Morris, uh, the Razorbacks coach, when he was hired. He, he made a statement that stuck out to me. He said, be where your feet are. Wow. How many times do you show up somewhere and you're not there? You're just kinda... And if you're not careful – through seasons of life, we'll just be there. We're just kind of present. We're not really plugged in. We're not applying ourselves. We're not trying. How many of you walked through some, some times during high school where you know you could have done better grade-wise? <laughs> I could have done better. You know, sadly, I probably could say that. Now, in college, I was married. And some people, that may not help, but it really helped me. My wife helped me. And so I, I made better grades during that time. And Brother Ken is saying he, he she helps you write your papers. Well, yes, she did do that. I know what you're thinking. 
She did do that in, in some cases. Not all the time, but she did help me when I was in a crunch. It just seems like everything is due at the same time. So you need a little help in those moments, don't you? <laughs> so I, I was thinking today and just, just kind of preparing this week for, for this weekend and, and thinking about some, some life-changing moments in my life. Um, and, and just being real honest with myself, there were key moments where I had to make decisions that altered the course of my life. And thankfully, I don't know, I've, I've made some small errors here and there, but I, as of yet, I have not stepped off of any cliffs just yet. God has always helped me. And um, we, were, we were at minister's retreat back in November. Brother O'Connell will remember this and Sister uh, O'Connell, and, and my wife, we were just in awe of some of the comments that Brother Osborne was, was making about moments. And I want my wife, and, and I love my wife. Would you give her a hand? I want my wife to share with you uh, these comments that Brother Osborne made about the power of a moment. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having us. So a moment, a moment is the smallest indivisible portion of time. And my brain was listening that and I'm processing that and I'm thinking, yeah, that's right. And he goes on to say, it's like an atom, the smallest indivisible portion of matter. So my brain connected with that. That's something we learned in basic science. You know, back in high school, we start in junior high and it goes on through, but that is the lowest form of matter and a moment is the lowest and smallest portion of time and the result of many moments are the years and the years add up as moments and things that you approach in life your response in the moment will affect your years and how positive those years are, how negative those years are, how much those years reflect God in your life, how little those years reflect God in your life. And so he went on to say that if you give your moments to the devil, you will reap the result of that moment in those years to come in your life. If you give Satan the moments he'll definitely give you the years and you'll be paying for those moment decisions. And my mind was just running through all the moment flash decisions that I make. And so even this morning as I was preparing for my day, my spouse took the children to school this morning, so I got to not do the early morning today. Thank you. And so I got up and I was, oh, yes. He did it anyway, and I thank him. Thank you. And uh, I am doing my morning abolitions, and I get to the face washing part, and I'm, you know, using the face wash, and it feels so good exfoliating that skin, and I'm splashing it with warm water. Does anybody feel me there? I was waking up. Raise your hand if that feels good to you. That is, okay, that's part of my process. I'm waking up. And this is a good moment. I've made a good decision to wash my face and get ready to face this day. 
And then I reach over to the towel hanger, and I get the towel, and I'm just giving it the good dry off, and man, this is awesome. And then I take a deep breath in, and you got to come back tomorrow to hear the rest of the story. You just got to come back in the morning to hear the rest of the story. What I decided to do in that moment, when I experienced what I smelled, when I took the deep breath in, we'll talk about it in the morning. Give my wife a hand. Will you do that? So there are some some powerful things about the moment. And um, one of the most important things I've learned when approaching these moments in your life is, is being open to God, being honest before God, and being completely 100% submitted to God in your heart. And that is not always easy. That is, that is a challenge that, that is presented to each and every one of us. And what, what am I talking about when I say submission? If you could, and I've probably said this before several times, but if you could sum, T.F. Tenney said, if you could sum this Bible up in one word, it would be submission. And submission means that, that you submit your life to a decision of someone who has spiritual authority as your pastor or maybe a, a parent, and um, you, you willingly submit, even when you don't agree with them, you still submit to them. And so, so we would submit to spiritual authority during these moments, and we also submit to God during these moments. And I'll give you an example of this. I, I was, uh, my wife and I were, were in North Little Rock, and we were feeling a call to start a church in Sherwood. And uh, this was during the time we probably would have been... T- 24, 25, and um, I was I was having dreams, brother brother Clinton. I was I was dire, I, uh, journaling about this and diarying. I was going to say diary, like a little dear diary, you know. <laughs> Jesus help us. So I was I, I would journal about this thing, man. Moments in my life, God would speak to me and give me direction about this, and so. This was something that I kept close, and I confided in, in, in a couple of people, and I was waiting for the right moment to catch my pastor and talk to him about it, and there, it just wasn't time yet. And so the person that I had confided in released it to a bunch of other people, so I had no choice but to go directly to my pastor. Of course, I was bawling and crying, pouring my heart out to him. This is my burden for this city. And I had sought some counsel before that, and I had never heard what this person told me. He was a pastor, well-known. If I mentioned his name, you would know him. He said, if your pastor says no to this, then God will release this burden from you. Wow. I had never in my life heard anyone say that because obedience is better than sacrifice. There is something powerful when you willingly submit your life. You want God to honor you? You want God to cover you and bless your life? Then learn how to walk in submission even when you don't agree. Maybe you're still living at home and you willingly, you're, you're, you're an adult now. You don't have to submit to your parents, but there is something powerful knowing you're under their roof and still running things by them. There is something powerful about that, and I promise you God will honor that. 
And so I, I, I sat down with my pastor. I poured my burden out. And he said, if you absolutely want to do this, then I will support you. But this is what I feel God wants you to do. And I'll tell you what, when he started pouring out his vision for me, what God had spoken to, to him about me, I realized that, that I needed to submit to what he was wanting me to do. And, and it was amazing because when I walked out of that office, that burden, that call that I had felt for that city lifted. Where I used to drive through it and it would pull at my heartstrings, it would, it's not there. I can, and it's my hometown. I can drive home to North Little Rock today and I don't feel that same pull. I'll always have a burden for that city, but no longer is that call there. And God honored me. He honored my wife for willingly submitting to my pastor. In fact, there's another, another guy that's about my age that called me several weeks ago, and he said, I've, I've got a phenomenal opportunity. It's a large church. Everybody in this room would know the church I'm talking about. And he has the offer to pastor that church was there. And um, the, the pastor's been in conversation with him for several weeks now. And he is... He is trying to figure out what he's going to do, and and finally he goes in to meet with his pastor, and everybody's saying, this is right, this is good, this is the decision you need to make, and all of a sudden he goes into his pastor, and something doesn't feel right to his pastor. He wants to go. His wife wants to go, but something does not feel right to him, and so he says, I, I don't want you to go. This is not right timing. This is not good, and so what, guess what he did? He willingly submitted. He said, all right, all right, I trust what, what you're feeling. I, I trust that. How many of you have ever been in a difficult place like that? That's not always easy, but I promise you God will always honor it if you'll walk in that covenant with Him. And so uh, we, we, we search a lot of times for direction, and, that, that, and I appreciate the theme that, that you've come up with tonight. The direction is a prayer that we pray. Lord, I, I need direction. Have you ever prayed that prayer? <laughs> I need direction. But, but the Lord was kind of dealing with me this afternoon. You know, when we pray that prayer, what we're really asking is, God, show me my destination. Show me the end of the thing. I've got a dream in my mind, but I need to know where I'm going. And that's not how God works. God is, is, is about the journey and not so much the destination. Yeah, He wants you to get to heaven, but the destination is Jesus. Here on this earth, it's becoming more like Him every day. So regardless of season, regardless of age, I want Jesus. I want to grow in Him. I want to know Him. I want to mature in Him. So, so God is not so much about the destination as He is the journey. And I think a lot of times we get... We get concerned about the lights, and especially if you feel a call to ministry in this room. You get concerned about pulpits and, and lights and things like that. How do I know? Because I was. And you get concerned about the response and how people are going to perceive you and think of you. Uh, but God is not so much worried about your ministry. He's worried about you. He's worried about the, the awesome man, that man of God that's sitting right here. He's worried about the woman of God because he understands that the ministry doesn't make the man or the woman. The man and the woman make the ministry. And if you'll focus on building the man and growing the woman, then you will flourish in the ministry that God has placed you in. I want to learn how to bloom where I'm planted. I don't, I don't want to get to the place where I'm always looking for the next best thing. There is no greener pasture. 
The most powerful thing you can learn to do is bloom where you're planted. Flourish where you're planted. Because if you can't bloom here, you won't bloom where you're going. You won't. God, help us to be submitted tonight. Help us, Lord, to, to walk and pursue You. Everybody say, the goal is Jesus. The goal is Jesus. Now, I'll, I'll say this. When you're, when you're searching for the will of God, something that, that just comes to mind is that God, God will sometimes, he, he may not give you the details, but He'll give you a specific direction, a general direction. And so don't get caught up trying to find the specifics because you'll get lost in the mud. But if you'll focus on walking in that general direction, everything's going to be all right. What you can't do, what you don't have time to do, is get messed up in things that are contrary to the, the direction God's calling you to walk in. you got to keep walking. Lord, I'm going to just trust. I know that ministry, I know that I'm supposed to be in Jonesboro in this area, and I'm going to keep walking in this direction, trusting that each day my steps are ordered by you. They're certain everything's going to be okay. Does that make sense? So God, help us to trust you. I just want to get to a place where I don't have to know the details of tomorrow. God, I trust you. And, and, and I, I pray that if I will trust you, that, that you will confirm that trust with your peace. Does that make sense? God always confirms His will with peace. I spent 30-something years trying to figure out how God confirms His will. Everybody say it's peace. It's peace. If you don't feel peace about something, don't do it. <laughs> but if you feel the peace of God about it, and, and, and your covering has said, go for it, I give you the green light, but mom and daddy and family member are saying, don't do it. I, how's it, how's it going to, you know, how's everything going to pan out? How, how are the finances going to look next month? Don't worry about that, because if you feel peace, covering your spiritual covering has given you the green light, everything's going to be all right. I promise you, everything will be all right. So I want to challenge you tonight. Um, this is how I approach my direction and seeking direction, you know, walking in that, that general direction. But don't get mixed up on that. you got to stay focused. Everybody say, stay focused. Stay focused on what our true calling is in the kingdom. Stay focused on Jesus. Stay focused on the end destination. And, and I believe to, tonight that is to serve. Everybody say serve. My grandmother influenced my life uh, more than anybody did. And uh, she's gone now. She's been gone about 10 or 12 years. But she lived right across the street growing up. And mom and dad didn't have television, but nanny did. So I spent my life over there, my early years, watching MacGyver and Andy Griffith and all that other stuff. and But somewhere between all that, I don't know where, but somewhere, God began to pour into me. She was a part of that turn of the century, great outpouring of the Spirit, the great hot springs revivals, and something powerful happened in her life. And so she began to impart some of those things that she had experienced in, into me. And some of my favorite stories... Uh, were those of my grandfather. Now, I never knew him personally. He died uh, He died about 10 years before I was born of cancer. Um, but but she, would, she would tell me the stories of his life, and they were so inspirational to me. And he, he wasn't a pastor. 
He wasn't a preacher. Uh, he was just simply a servant. He loved to serve. He wanted to be a part of the kingdom. He wanted to walk with God. And that's exactly what he did. She would tell me the stories of how people would call in the middle of the night. Of the night. He would get up and go to their home and he would pray for them. And he was a skilled carpenter. And so there are a lot of the churches in the Little Rock area that he, he helped build some of the older buildings. And, and there was something special that followed after his life because he made the kingdom a priority. Because he sought after God and walked after God and served the kingdom, the gifts operated in his life. There's a scripture that says, these signs shall follow them that believe. So when you start walking in the general direction God's calling you to walk in, powerful things follow after you. The gifts are in the going. you got to walk after it, and the gifts will follow after you. And so you don't have to chase the gifts. The gifts will, will it'll just be a, a natural uh, flow that happens in your life if you will make God's kingdom a, a, a priority in your life. So because he served, the gifts flowed in his life. And, and it doesn't matter tonight what, what title you carry. It doesn't matter uh, what, what walk you may be in. I, I believe the greatest thing that could ever be said of any of us is that we were a servant and that we honored God with our life. Jesus said it like this. He said, if any man, any woman would come after me, let him deny himself. That is so hard. Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow. Everybody say follow. Follow me. And that is the great invitation. That is a great invitation. We have been called to serve. And the question was asked of Jesus again. They said, Master, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And he said that thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all of thy might. And in order for true servanthood to become a part of our lives, we must love God, and everybody say, love people. i got to love God, and I've got to love people with all of my heart. That is a challenge. What are you talking about? Why is it a challenge? I'll tell you why. Because loving God's the easy thing. Because He is the absolute greatest source of our joy. Don't you agree? But loving people, that's a different story. Because not only do they bring us great joy, but I see some pastor's children in this room. Not only are they some, some of the greatest sources of joy, but they also bring us deep hurt and deep pain. How many of you have experienced hurt? How many of you are dealing with some things? You, you don't have to raise your hand, but we're all dealing with, with hurt. And how you deal determines how you progress into your future. You can't hold on to those things. You've got to learn to release those things. You've got to learn to forgive and move on. People say forgive and forget. Man, it's really hard to forget some things. But I can sure forgive and I can learn to love those people. God, help me to love them. Help me to have compassion as you have compassion. God, I want to I live like that. So we got to love those people. For people not only bring us joy, but they also bring us pain. And at the great risk of pain... We, we love with our whole hearts, and we hold nothing back. And I just want to challenge you tonight. Whatever it is God's calling you to, whatever direction He's calling you to walk in, do it with everything you have. 
I know this season right now, most of you are, are, you feel like you're in a temporary season and you're getting ready to step into something else. This door's going to close. A new one's going to open. Embrace where you are and live it. Give it all that you have tonight. You're called to be a servant. So whatever career choice you choose, and I hope, I hope most of you will, will flourish. All of you will flourish and do well in life. See that career choice as not only a career, but also see that as your ministry. That is a powerful, powerful approach. So it's a high honor and, and it's a high privilege to, to live in the strategic hour that we are in right now. And with that privilege comes great responsibility. A great responsibility to reach our world with the gospel of Christ. And He has given us His gospel, and He has called us to be a steward. Everybody say a steward. And always remember this, to whom much is given, much is required. I love that beautiful story of Elisha, and I love his calling. Elisha comes from a very wealthy family, and and he spent most of his days working in his daddy's field. And he plowed behind oxen. He was very, very skilled at plowing behind oxen. And he, he could have very easily avoided the field. He did not have to work in that field. They had servants. He could have told one of his daddy's servants, I want you to go out today, and I want you to work for me, and I want you to plow that field for me. He could have ordered them, but he did not do that. It was a choice that he made. He chose to be as one of the servants. He chose to become one of the servants, and he made working in the field a priority in his life. It was a priority in his life. And because of that, God did something powerful in him. God began to work and develop his character, and his life became, became a powerful testimony to everybody that is around was around him. Don't you want that? I want my life to shine before men, that God can get some glory out of my life. And so embrace where you are right now and work hard. I tell my boys and my, my girl, Livy, Olivia, I call her Livy, and uh, and every morning we get in the truck and we're, we, we, we usually have a jam that we're going to listen to. They, they're into the, uh, what's the one? I give you glory. I give you praise. Anybody like that song? Anybody know what song I'm talking about? And then I love that song, Enter His Gates. Is that the, the name of the one I like? Enter His Gates. I love that song. And so I'll, I'll usually start Enter His Gates. And I'm like, Dad, put on Enter. I give you glory. I give you. And so we're jamming, and the teachers are, are opening the doors, and they think I'm nuts, but it's okay. I am. And before they get out, while I've still got all three of them in the truck, I say, don't forget, you've got to work hard because hard work pays off. Work hard because hard work pays off off your life if you will work hard if you will apply it and don't just put on cruise control be where your feet are show up every day when you come to church when you go on a date with your wife or your future wife be there don't be on the phone don't be don't be be locked in, engaged. I mean, there's something powerful about that. And so be where your feet are, and, and it will become a powerful testimony to those who are around you, those who are living with you. And that's exactly what Elisha did. That was his heartbeat. 
He wanted to show up every day. He wanted to work hard. He wanted his life to count no matter where he was, no matter what he was called to do. And I promise you one thing, God took note of that. God took note of that. And sometimes I wonder, I mean, do you even see me down here? I mean, am I the only one? Man, when you get that come on, that makes you feel good, don't it? Come on. What he's really saying is, come on, it's Friday. I've been working all day and I am tight. And I checked out about 10 minutes ago on you, brother. I feel you. I feel you. It's all right. I'm not going to be much longer. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) But God took note. God took note of Elisha's passion for, for ministry, passion to serve under his daddy. And one day... One day, he did not know the day that it would happen, but one day that old prophet came walking down through that field with a powerful mantle of anointing on his life, and he brushed past Elisha while he was focused working on his daddy's field, on his farm. That mantle brushed over him, and all of a sudden, he came in contact with his destiny, and he was forever changed. How's it going to happen? How is my future going to present How, the, the direction? All I can say is this. Be where your feet are. Walk in the general direction God's calling you to walk in. Stay focused on serving the kingdom. And if you will serve the king, if you will honor the king, don't chase the lights, don't chase the stage, don't chase the microphone. Honor the king, serve the king, live for the king. And in serving that, I don't know when it will happen, but at some point, you'll step into it. And when you step into it, you'll know, this is what I have worked my entire life for. Brother O'Connell never thought this church would happen. But there was a moment after working in the field, after paying some dues, he stepped into it. He stepped into it. I, I remember pulling up out here with him. I don't know if I was the first one or one of the first ones, but we pulled up on this ground and looked over. And I said, this is good. I like this. This feels right. It just feels right. We had peace about it. And some of you who are with him had peace about that. And so that's how your life will unfold. Folks, honor the king. Love the king. I, I, I drop my boys off in something that I also do, just depending on the day. See, I'm nuts. So just depending on the day, that kind of determines what I say to them. And so... Today, I was feeling a little bit crazy. Some days, I'm kind of in my shell, and I just want to sip my coffee or whatever. But today, um, I rolled my window down, and Huntley was walking in with Harrison. <laughs> and something I always do, they'll, they'll be round in the corner going into the hallway, and all their buddies are in there, and I'll say, Huntley! And I really love to do it with, to Connor, because Connor's 12, and he's at, he's at middle school now. They're like, they don't even look now. They just know. (laughs) I'm hanging halfway out the truck window. Huntley! And he'll turn around and today he just smiled and I'll say, remember who you are. Live for Jesus. And Connor really loves that. Now, it's not as bad as the one guy who who came running up in his swimsuit to his uh, uh, son's. uh, Remember that? Some of y'all saw that. So, So it's not that that extreme i'm just the nut that's screaming out the truck window you know and 
But they remember it, and it sticks with them. So no matter where you go, remember this crazy guy who's probably 15 years older than most of you. Maybe 20. That's scary. Oh, my God. My hair's not gray, is it? It is, isn't it? Oh! So in 20 years, when I'm 60, oh, my God, you'll still be in your 30s. Just remember me screaming. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, always remember who you are and live for Jesus. Serve Him with all of your heart. Do it with gladness. And I promise you, God will honor you. You'll be blessed, man. It'll be an awesome, awesome life. Ladies and gentlemen, some of us in this room will live 75 more years. I probably don't have that long. Some of us may live 50 uh, but but however long you have, do it with all of your heart. Go at life with a passion. You now stand on the stage of time. The lights are on. This is your hour. This is your hour. So please don't drop the ball when we need you the most. Apply yourself. Give it all you have. Solomon said it like this, and I'm almost done. Whatsoever thy hand findeth to do, do it with thy might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whither thou goest. Jesus said it like this. we got to work while it's day, because the night's coming. The night's coming when no man can work. So we've been called to serve. We've been called to be a steward. Thank you for investing in my son. You didn't even expect this. And, and, and you just took a moment the other day when we were here preaching and and uh, you just talked to him about playing the saxophone, and he, he, he went home, and he started practicing and working hard, not as much as I told him to practice, but he started practicing, and I was proud of him. He came back late last night at 1030, and he got a one on his little solo and ensemble thing, so it was really, really awesome. But you never know what, what taking a moment out and investing in someone. You know, I think so much, we, so often we get wrapped up in ourselves, don't we? We get so focused on ourselves, and I want to encourage you to don't be like that. I know there's going to be times when everything's going to seem so heavy, but always take time to reach out to someone who's hurting next to you. The captivity of Job was turned when he reached over to his friend, put his arm around him. So there's something powerful about learning how to do that. One day we're going to, we're going to see him face to face, and our, our eyes are going to meet his gaze. And the words we're going to hear is is not well done, Pastor Ison of Wynn, Arkansas, or District Youth Secretary, or Children's Ministry now, or any of the other hats I've worn or my wife wears, what he's going to say is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter in into the joys of the kingdom. We're going to walk hand in hand someday. We're going to dance on streets of gold, and what an awesome, awesome time that is going to be. But until that time comes, I'm going to give it everything I've got, and I'm going to serve with my entire heart everything that I have. I want to challenge you. Seek after the direction for God that He has for your life. Walk in that general direction. Serve while you're doing it, and be happy. Don't always be looking for a greener pasture. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy life. Enjoy the love of your life. I mean, you may not have a, bu a bunch of money, but man, you can go to McDonald's and get some chocolate chip cookies and enjoy those things, man. Enjoy life. And then someday when you're rich, like Brother Snow back there, 
then you can go to the fine steakhouse and get you a piece of cheesecake. And then every once in a while, even though we may not be rich, just live like you're rich anyway. Go in that steakhouse like you own the joint at 22 years old and everybody else is 50 in there. Go in there. Take your wife in there and act like you own that place. Love life. Enjoy it. Would you stand with me? Brother O'Connell or Brother Drew, whoever's coming. Such an honor. Such an honor. And hey, I'm cool if, if, if y'all have any questions now or want to chat about anything, whatever. I, I, don't, I don't know if you have an agenda or not, so... Sure, we're just kind of just kind of flowing tonight. So why don't we just take a moment right now before I turn this back over to Brother Drew and let's just talk to the Lord. God, I thank you for this night. Thank you for, for each and every one of these awesome, awesome uh, hyphen age students. I pray, God, you're covering over them. I pray your blessing. A lot of them are already walking in powerful ministries. Thank you, Lord, for their commitment. I thank you for their families, Lord. I pray that your blessing be upon them. Lord, we know that our steps are ordered of you. Help us to never lose focus. Help us to not lose our priorities, but help us to keep them focused on the right things. And we believe you're going to help us to do that. And everybody said, in Jesus' name, amen. I'm just glad to be here tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm, I just kind of slipped in, snuck in. This is Drew and, and, and Hyphen's deal, so... I'm just here, uh, but he, he did ask, or Brother Ison was asking if anybody wanted to say anything. I wanted to just tell you this. At, at the point of life that I'm in right now, that Brother and Sister Ison is in, that 